It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You are listening to the Friends of Fantasy Benefits Baseball Podcast. We will be coming to you each and every day with uncensored, in-depth analysis of everything you need to know to win your fantasy leagues this season. You can follow us on Twitter, at Fantasy Benefits, or join the Facebook discussion groups, www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash Friends of Fantasy Benefits. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and send us a copy or screenshot of it to friendsoffantasybenefits at gmail.com or on Twitter at Fantasy Benefits for a chance to get into one of our listener leagues or other prizes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Friends Fantasy Benefits Baseball Podcast. I'm Justin Mason, lead fantasy writer and analyst friends for friendsfantasybenefits.com. Joining me on this episode of the Prospect Minute is Matt Thompson. Matt, how you doing? Uh, real good, man. I'm glad to talk to you again. We've been on a roll with these pods, man. We, got, we just knocked out a lot of nice systems, the Reds, Phillies, White Sox, and we do the Padres, and, and now we're doing the Braves. So we're on quite the roll. Yeah, and I'm interested to talk to you about the Braves because, one, they've got pretty much the consensus top pick uh, in terms of uh, fantasy prospects. But also they lost a lot of prospects in that uh, uh, in the penalty for – uh, cheating, you know, and like you right. mentioned, kind of doing what a lot of other teams do, but just doing it so blatantly uh, that MLB had to do something. So I'll be interested to see where their farm system stands after that. Uh, but before we jump in, remind everybody, you can reach Matt on Twitter at MDTopFWFB, me on Twitter at Justin Mason FWFB. So uh, why don't we start with... Uh, uh, Acuna, because he is obviously the top guy in the system, top guy in uh, prospect land, especially in the fantasy game. Um, are you on board that this is the next Mike Trout? No. No. And that's not a slight against Acuna. There's just going to be no Mike Trout, in my opinion. Uh, Mike Trout's a gener- generational talent. He might even be more than that. Um, Acuna doesn't have the skill set of Trout, and that's not a knock on Acuna. I just keep seeing Acuna comped as, like, the next Trout or Harper. He's not in that class because Trout and Harper are in a league of their own based on potential and what their skill set could be. And 
Vlad Jr. might be joining that group of offensive talents, but I don't think Acuna will. Acuna's, from a fantasy standpoint, I, I you can you can make the argument like if you could freeze time and let everybody except for Vlad Jr. let him get a year older and play a higher level while Acuna is still at AAA. You could actually make an argument that Vlad Jr. might be the better prospect just because a lot of what Acuna um, does, obviously he's a 60-hit tool, 70 power, 70 speed, which is all great, but he's also like a above-average arm and a plus fielder, so that plays into it as well. So if, you, if you're just looking bad only, I, I still give it to Acuna because he's closer to the majors. I mean, he's... If everything goes right, he should be up in two weeks, uh, essentially when the season starts. But I mean, that's the optimistic view. Um, but I think does that make sense? Like I, mm-hmm. I don't think he's in that class as Trout or Harper. But I mean, who is? I guess is really the, what it boils down to. And I mean, I don't want people to get the impression that you're down on him anyway. No, he's still no, your no. Top prospect in the game. Right, right, and he is. And I because it's it's hard to do this prospect list when you got a guy like Otani. Um, cause he's not going to spend a minute in the minor leagues mm-hmm. and he's kind of been playing in a league better than triple a. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, I don't know if I'm even going to rank Otani on prospect list this year. I'm still debating that, but even if I do, Acuna is going to be ahead of him. So, okay. All right. So he was taken in the, uh, in the Roto-Wire dynasty invitational 13th overall. And that's including all of, all of the players in major league baseball, insane. all the minor league players. So you think it is insane? Because I we haven't had this discussion. We'll we'll discuss that that entire draft in length um, at, at some point once we're done with all the team previews. Uh, you and I will just sit down and kind of hash out our teams, other people's teams. Uh, but um, I, I I just want to say like, where would you take uh, Acuna in a startup dynasty league? Uh, I would see. I thought going into this, I thought I was a high man on him. I really did. I thought I had a, was gonna. I would have taken him into the second round, and where my pick would have fallen in the second round would have been twenty seven. I would have taken him somewhere around there, mm-hmm. which I think you probably think that's high, because you're you're more of a redraft. You well, know, and I honestly there. don't think he's going to be up as early as right. the majority of the prospect industry, but also just the fantasy industry in general. I th- I don't I don't see where the uh, where the Braves profit from bringing up two weeks into the season. Well, I mean, to touch on that draft real quick, and we'll come right back to that. Acuna went 13 to uh, – I mean, once we figured out that team strategy, it kind of makes more sense now. But at the time, we didn't know that. I picked right after that. I got Machado. Taking Acuna over Machado, I think, is kind of crazy. Yes. Uh, Freddie Freeman went then, and then Stanton, Judge, Kershaw. So they So Acuna went ahead of all those guys. The next round, Buxton, Rizzo, Blackman, Bregman. He went Votto, Sale. Went higher than all those guys. So, that, I mean, I wouldn't do any of that. Um, although the Ron Acuna, Joey Votto is an interesting an interesting line for dynasty leagues because Votto being 30, what, 32, 33 years old. So that's that's kind of where the line would might be for me. But either way, I mean, that, that's still I think I think that's still high on him. But Votto is 34, by the way. Right, so I think I would take Acuna over Vado in a startup, and actually that's kind of what I I told you I would have taken and Acuna under- at twenty seven, and I took Vado at twenty seven. So and I understand sense. like people wanting to take him over Vado, um, right? But over Stanton, and but, Judge, being you know, as young as they, I mean, Judge isn't even 
I don't, I don't think any judges of us are. 26. I mean, right. Like I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you're expecting, are you're expecting to get another, you know, at least eight years of production. I just, to okay. me, it's such a losing strategy. And like I said, we'll go into this, some of these teams, including that one to start off with someone who, I mean, you, like you said, you believe he'll be up before the end of April. Um, I, yeah, I, do. I, I, I don't. Um, and potentially, if I'm right and he's not up, let's say before August, like to put all your eggs in one basket, uh, to me is a, is a bit crazy. Especially considering, I think there was a reasonable shot that he could have gotten him in the second round. Right, exactly. And I think, uh, well, uh, well, James Anderson said he would have taken him in, which in the first round. After. Yeah. Wow. At 15 overall, so I wouldn't have got him either way either. But thing with Acuna though. Like, Atlanta's got, it from, in my opinion, a couple reasons to do this. Number one, they got rid of Matt Kemp, which they didn't want to promise. That, that was hard to do, get rid of Matt Kemp's contract, which opened up a spot they haven't filled it. There's plenty of opportunities out there. If they wanted to keep Acuna down, justifiably, they could go sign someone else, like Cargo on a one-year deal, right? They could do something like that. Uh, but they haven't done anything like that. I think they kept that spot open. And number two, with the, with the whole scandal we kind of alluded to in the beginning, I think it would do them a good favor and a lot of goodwill toward the fan base if they were to bring Acuna up in the in that two week span. Obviously, if if you he's not going to break camp with the team, that'd be malpractice. That's worth firing people for because you're losing a year for two weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. that's stupid. But with the way the National League set up, I, I do think the division winners you can probably predict them now: the Dodgers, the mm-hmm. Cubs, the the Nationals. I would think the Cardinals are probably out front in one of the wild cards and probably the. Cardinals, Diamondbacks, Rockies are kind of in that mess. And I think the Braves, if with Acuna being what we think he could be, and, and, if, and if there are a lot of other starting pitching steps forward, they could be in that mix too. And it's kind of a stretch, but, you know, you, stranger things have happened. We didn't think the Twins would be in contention last year. And I would take this Braves roster right now over that Twins roster at the beginning of 2017. Uh, I so. <laughs> I uh, just, you know, and don't get me wrong, I like a lot of their pieces, and they have shown the willingness um, to bring guys up, Ozzy Albies. You know. But we don't know anymore because yeah, now, it's it's an, a new, now it's a new organization. And I was just new, about to say that. So. Right. I mean, but it is Anthopoulos, so Anthopoulos has been aggressive in the past, yeah. which is kind of why he got his gig, I think, because they like how aggressive he was. And, you know, I was reading, uh, heard an interview with, with him, and in Toronto he was the head of the scouting department and the GM. In Atlanta, they have a scouting department that's more structured, more traditional organization. So he was doing interview at the winter meetings, which he so he'd been in charge for probably two weeks now. He hadn't seen any of these players live, and you can't really see any of these players live because it's off season. I mean, where's he going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, he's just trusting his guys, and he said he was in a vulnerable position, and he didn't expect to make any big trades because he was didn't want to be responsible for giving up a prospect he wasn't fully didn't know about. He he admitted that, which I think is. A ballsy thing to admit, and it also makes sense because, you know, if, as he said in Toronto, he was his own scouting guy. He hasn't seen these guys in Atlanta, he, he was, and he was in the Dodgers front office, so why would he be watching tape on all the Braves guys? So, you know, he, it's interesting comparison or interesting thought process there. It was I give him credit for being honest. But I, back to the Acuna thing, I, I would think end of April he should be up, in my opinion, especially with, you know, try to win the fan base back kind of ripped off everybody with that new park and then all this this scandal and stuff but i mean but one thing i do i kind of hope in the also for his long-term development 
I'm just being jealous and I kind of want him to be up because this to start off the season, but for long-term development, I kind of want him to fail in the minor leagues, which he has not done yet. Mm-hmm. He, um, hasn't he hasn't made anywhere. that adjustment. Right. He has everywhere he's been. I mean, looking stat line in GCL, 333, 500, 333, uh, in, in the Sally league in a ball, 311 and Florida state league as close as it gets 287, 336, 478, which was his worst offensive league, which that's a hard league to hit in the Florida state league. Uh, you know, that was the beginning part of last year. They called him up anyways, which was they were aggressive about it. But the the Braves are have a long history of being aggressive with the hitting prospects going way back to the John Scherholz days. He's still in the front office, I believe. Um, so it wouldn't be, you know, Andrew Jones came up right away. Um, you look at guys like Christian Betancourt, that catcher came up right away. and He, he struggled offensively. Uh, Andrelton Simmons came up right away on offense, and he – he struggled. He's finally started to put it together this season, last this past season with the Angels. So they have a long, long history of pushing players probably a little bit quicker than they should. I like that strategy for the arms, but for the bats, I, I think they need to hold off. And with the Cunha, though, I mean, look at him. He's 19 years old when he made his AAA debut. Uh, he's got, you know, some of the quickest hands I've seen. Uh, short swing, but it's a loud swing, and it generates so much pop, plus raw power. Uh, I think he's a plus hitter. Uh, you look at the the skills. He's I think he's gonna he's gonna play center field initially. He, I think he can. Not in Atlanta though, because they have Enciarte. Enciarte is one of the top center fielders in the game. So I think Acuna is gonna get pushed to left. I think left. I think right field is ultimately his future home because of the arm. Um, but he needs to work on pitch recognition still. You see him sometimes. He gets in the mindset. Uh, well, he'll swing. He takes some pretty wild swings at pitches that aren't close to strike sometimes because you can tell he's kind of guessing and. He can get away with it at that level, but I think ultimately, when Acuna gets up to the to his peak, I mean he's six foot one eighty, so he still got some projection. I think he's going to get bigger. Uh, I think you could be looking at. Uh, I've seen Andrew Jones comp, which I kind of like that comp a little bit, but I also like Carlos Beltran as a comp, long term, and I think that's that Beltran was, was the ultimate five tool player, and that's what we have with Acuna. I think, and the upside is sky high, but uh, so is the price right now. <laughs> the price yeah. is very high. And I, I just I can't I can't buy in on a guy that I think has a reasonable shot of not playing half the season in the major leagues. I mean, we have to remember that, like you mentioned, the Braves, you know, and this is the previous system that ran the Braves, pushed right. him extremely aggressively. We don't know what the new uh, the new management is going to do. He started the year in high A, played 28 games there before moving to double A, played 57 games there before moving to triple right. A, and He's finishing 54 games. So, I mean – they may want him to get more seasoning, and there are financial gains to be made by that. Sure. And like I said, if he breaks camp on opening day, someone needs to get fired because then you're losing a year for two weeks. Honestly, I think if if he's up, you know, by the end of April, you know, by, you know, or early May, I think it's – I think someone needs to be fired again because or, or two uh, because ultimately what do the Braves have to gain by bringing him up other than losing some service time? I, to me, that it's insane to think that a team that won 72 games last year is really in a place to compete in a division with Washington. Uh, I just, I, I honestly, I, I don't get it. I'm, I am the minority in the industry, right. so and I, I want mean, to stress that They're, that the majority of the people and people who know a hell of a lot more about prospects in that system than I do agree with you and think he'll be up. <laughs> No, but I mean, we're talking about a guy with fewer than 1,000 career minor league at bats. So, and, you know, 
20 year olds getting called up isn't a sure thing. So, I mean, I'm not trying to, I feel like we're raining on the, the, the parade a little bit, but I think it kind of, the fantasy baseball industry is notorious for taking good things and blowing away out of proportion. See Luis Castillo hype this year. Oh my God. Did you see that conversation I had on Twitter today? Uh, no, I actually didn't, but I, I believe it. I, I like Castillo <laughs> a lot and he's a guy I'm targeting and stuff, but there's no way anymore because I like Castillo a lot too, happen. but is the number 26 pitcher on the NFBC. No, AP, that's crazy. That's it's, it's absolutely insane. And, and I'm arguing with people that that's too high. Like the, like the argument isn't, Oh, well, should he, like, you know, people are saying, like, that's too low right now. Like, people are like, this guy's a top 10 starting pitcher in the making. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Let's uh, let's move on, though. Let's talk about some more guys right. within the uh, system of the Braves. Any other guys that are close to the major leagues? Well, I want to do this one a little bit differently. Okay. Um, the Braves right now, Acuna is obviously the top. He's in his own tier. What you could argue, two on my list, two through, let me count them real quick, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two through seven are all pitchers, mm-hmm. um, for me anyways. You could argue the top, I think the top four could go be arranged in any way possible, so we'll kind of touch those two first. And then the last two, which I'm kind of higher on than most, I think. So I kind of put these pitchers in their own little tier. All of them have a chance to make in my top 100 list, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess we'll start with my number two guy. I'll go in order. Uh, Luis Gohara. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, this is not hyperbole. This is not a made-up thing. He's literally the hardest-throwing left-handed starting pitcher in baseball, uh, which is kind of interesting to look at it that way. 97 miles an hour was the average fastball in the major leagues uh, this year. For Gohara, they stole him from the Braves. Um, trying to figure out. In the uh, Malik Smith trade. Malik Smith and Shea Simmons in, in January of 2017. So I don't know what Depoto was kind of trying to get there. Uh, Malik Smith obviously has then been traded again. So it's weird. But the thing with uh, Gohara, number one, he's laughably listed at 6'3", 215. Um, and I would say that 215 should probably – maybe when they were reading it, they, there was a smudge and it should be 275 because that's kind of what he looks like. Uh, draws a lot of body comps to – CC Sabathia, so he does underwear modeling in the offseason, basically. Um, which, you know, you don't want the CC Sabathia body comps. That's never good. Um, but, you know, so there's, there's a lot of work he needs to do. He needs to stay on the diet. He needs to work extremely hard to get, you know, keep the body under control. 147 strikeouts and 124 innings in the minor leagues this past season. We got a little bit of a late start because he had some uh, want to say, don't quote me on this. I believe it was shoulder issue, but I, until I find more, he got a late start to the season for some reason. I'm trying to figure out why, but, uh, left hand started 95 to 99. Like I said, average 97, the slider is 82, 85, and it is the, one of the nastiest pitches in baseball. Uh, and he actually has a changeup as well. Some feel for it. Um, it's a spotty pitch, inconsistent right now, but I, I have faith in it. His control isn't the greatest either. But, you know, you're looking at a kid that's uh, 20 years old. So, you know, they, they push their pitching prospects fast in Atlanta. Um, so, you know, Gohara with that nasty slider has the out pitch. The changeup's coming along. It's inconsistent again, like I said, but I, I, I'm betting on the pitch. Um, but, I mean, he his, in 2017, he started the season off in high A. Mm-hmm. Went 36 innings, struck out 39 guys, moved up to double A, pitched 52 innings there. 
Uh, he ended up going up AAA through another 35, and then he went to the majors and threw another 30. So he threw 123 innings in the minors and then 30 innings in the pros. So he threw 153 innings mm-hmm. last year, which is a lot. But for a 21-year-old, I like that. And, uh, I mean, here's the thing. This is like what I would want from right, Luis, 100%. Luis Castillo. Like, this is a guy that is, I you know, I could probably bring up his NFBC ADP, but this is a guy I'm sure is going outside the top 300. Like, just off the uh, top probably. of my head. Yeah, I would think so. Um, and has the re- has just unreal skills. Right. Um, you know, you know, one of the discussions we had, you know, because someone compared uh, <clears throat> what Luis Castillo could do to what Robbie Ray did last year. Robbie Ray went off the board as the 55th starting pitcher last year and then finished as, like, a top, you know, 5 to 10 guy. You know, Luis Guerrero uh, has the ability to do something similar, you know, probably be like a, you know, the 70th, 80th pitcher off the board and finish in the top 25. I, I'm not saying he will, but I'm saying he's got he that could, kind though. of upside. Right. And th- that's the kind of profit potential I'm looking for late in the draft. Right. And and it's funny you mentioned Robbie Ray because he's going to come up in the next podcast we do as well, Prospect Pod, just because there's a lot of similarities between him and another pitcher on the Oakland A's. But I, I think... I think Gohara, that's a good comp as well because you're always going to look at him and you think there should be a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's going to put it together and you might you might be too late. You might be early. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of a – he's in a weird spot because he, there's no reason to send him to AAA anymore because he's not going to learn anything there. He Cur- needs to get – Currently going 295th overall in NFBC. Okay, so n- nice job in that 300. Yeah, that's almost nuts on there. Um, but – Gohara's a guy, he's going to have to get the innings this year um, in the major leagues because what else is he going to learn in the minors mm-hmm. at this point? You, you're, that, you're that close to being polished, and, and sending you down to AAA would do you no good. Uh, but I do think, you know, what he threw, what, 153 innings? He's probably going to be capped at 175 at the most this year. So just keep that in mind if you're in a head-to-head league or anything like that and you like Gohara, be ready for the 175 inning cap, and I think that's even kind of being aggressive. Um, so I, I do expect him to get shut down at that point, so you might need to find him to somebody for your fantasy playoffs. But he can get you there. Uh, he's a horse, built like it, and uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. All right, moving on to the next guy. Uh, I got Kobe Large still at number three. I've seen a lot of resources. Baseball America actually has um, Allard as – the number seven prospect in the system is a little bit down on him. Uh, and a lot of, and I get why uh, the fastball is only 88 to 92. I say only, but from the left side, I mean, that's still, that's usable. And, I mean, that's... right from the left side, that's, that's still fine, but he might be one of those guys, you know, Sarah's talks about this. He might be a bad fastball guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't have a lot of movement to it. He does cut it though, but that's a separate pitch. I can I consider a cutter. If someone tells me to throw a cutter and a fastball, force him. I consider that two separate pitches. Some people consider the cutter is a variation of the fastball. I think it's two separate things because the cutter is its own animal in itself. Um, but the so command, that, it's it's the command right, of a guy like hundred percent right. And Allard is a guy can't can't start talking about Allard until you mention the big curveball. Um, obviously, it's a plus pitch. It's his best pitch. Plus plus pitch. I would say. And again, he's another one of those Braves. Uh, he made a two-level jump to double to, and started the season at Double A Mississippi. Uh, coming from before that, I'm pulling up the stat page right now. When I mean, you're looking at LR, he's 20 years old, doesn't turn 21 until August. 
Uh, like he ended last year in high A Rome, only threw 60 innings. But then he went to double A last year and he threw 150. So I love how they're pushing these guys. Um, pitching, I'm, I'm 100% cool with pitching prospects. I've, you probably heard me on this podcast before. I subscribe to the limited theory, limited bullet theory for pitching prospects. I, I believe you can prevent it a little bit, but your arm's going to break eventually. So, And you don't learn anything in the minor leagues when you get to a certain point. If you need to learn how to get major league hitters out, there's only one place you can do that. And I think Allard fits into that perfectly. He's going to start the year off in AAA this year. Um, I would imagine he, he gets a major league call up sometime toward the September run, but you got to remember a lot of mouths to feed over there. You got another guy we're going to talk about here in a second, Mike Soroka. We got uh, Sean Newcomb, Mike Fultonevich, Julio Tehran. If they don't move him, uh, they just picked up Brandon McCarthy, picked up Scott Casimir to eat innings. Uh, there's a few more guys. Lucas Sims is still out there. He needs to get some time. This Aaron Blair. There's a lot of guys that need. Need innings in Atlanta, so I'm very curious to see how they divide this up. But you know, Anthopolis has has his hands full in a good way. You got a lot of options out here when you come to a new organization like yeah, this. It, it's a it's a good problem to have, right? But it's but it is a problem though if you can't guarantee these guys enough innings, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, a lot got off to a slow start in the first half of the year. But you know, being being 20 years old, he adjusted, and the second half of the season in AA was very good. Uh, he's got top of the rotation stuff. You know, a good changeup. Um, working on it, working on the changeup, I should say. Really good curveball, like I mentioned. Um, he he's 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 a guy I liked pre-draft. He drew comps to Clayton Kershaw, which is ridiculous. But he drew comps to Clayton Kershaw. Had back injury. Had a couple back. He had a back surgery after getting drafted. Uh, has seemed to put that problem in the rearview mirror. 150 innings last year says says it says it's not a problem anymore. So I like Allard. He's going to be slotted just barely ahead of my next guy on the list, which is Mike Soroka. Now the thing with Soroka, again, he was teammates with Allard all season in Double A Mississippi. Uh, he also made the significant jump, spending 2016 season, ended it in High A, uh, and pitched 153 innings this year in Double A. Uh, he doesn't have quite the stuff. He only 125 strikeouts in 153 innings. He's kind of the safe, the safe guy of this group, um, and nothing wrong with that. He finished second in the. I, I, I told you that he had the had an impressive push up to Double A. Uh, he had a 2.75 ERA, and uh, he was second in the league as a 20 year old. Turns 21 just like uh, Elard in August. So he's a Canadian. 6'5", 225, has the frame that the, and the build that's that you love from a starter. Um, touches 95, 90-93, those are two-seamer as his main pitch. Uh, breaking ball is a weird pitch. It looks like a curveball sometimes or a slider. Many variations of it, low 80s to mid 80s. Uh, you, you, you can hit kind of like a slider. A slider when it's quicker, obviously, and, and less swoop, sweepy, I guess is a nice word for it. Um, I change up flashes, which is a nice pitch. He uses a sinker to get ground balls. He's going to be a little bit um, vulnerable against lefties unless that changeup picks up a little bit, which I, I think it should. Like I said, he doesn't have the stuff to match a, a Luis Gohara or even a Kyle Wright or an Ian Anderson. But the floor and the makeup and everything like that for Soroka, uh, I know they're not the sexy fantasy stats, but that stuff uh, – that stuff matters with pitching prospects, especially ones that get pushed as aggressive. Again, he's going to be in the mix for major league innings at the end of the year. 
I mean, I know Justin, with you, with how you play fantasy, you probably rank them Gohara, Allard, Soroka out of this, right? Because the upside. Yes. Yes, and I, but I think, but I also think there's a lot of value in a, in a floor for a, you know, a Mike Soroka in a 20 team league is a lot more valuable than Mike Soroka in a 12 team league. For sure, and if, if I'm uh, closer to competing, that's the kind of uh, prospect I want. Right, and and my. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job; it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My list, as a caveat, my lists are... are generated toward 20 team leagues mm-hmm. 20 or more so you want safety matters um and he's another guy that's got everything you know you want and then i guess the next guy on my list um is a newcomer to the organization kyle wright the 22 year old so he's the oldest guy that we're talking about first round pick out of vanderbilt in 2017 uh 2.65 era 18 strikeouts to six walks in his 17 inning pro debut which he was mostly in the rookie ball and Florida State League. Uh, you're looking at a fastball that sits in the mid-90s. Uh, it's got the changeup, the slider, the curveball. All three secondary pitches uh, have flash plus, which is kind of amazing to think about. I don't think they'll all end up there, but they all should be above average. So you're looking at a guy with a, that's going to have a chance of having four above-average pitches. Uh, he's got top of the rotation upside if he can get it together. I'm hedging a little bit on that. Uh, I don't know. I don't like the plane on the fastball that much to to give him that high of a you know give him number one starter praise but i think he could be he could be a low-end fantasy number two guy uh just because i think he's going to get enough he's going to limit walks enough that he can make up for the non-overwhelming strikeout totals but he's a heavy ground ball guy as well so you know the braves defense with dansby and and albies up the middle should be extremely nice oh by the way and Ozzy Albies is younger than any of these guys we've talked about so far. So. Yeah, which is insane. Besides Acuna, but yeah. And we'll talk so, about Albies, uh, right. I'm sure, a bunch in this preseason because he's a guy that, uh, like Luis Castillo, like uh, Acuna, is getting a ton of helium, but I think it's deserved. So, <laughs> Right. I like Albies too, but I won't own him this year anywhere because of the price. But uh, I'll own him somewhere. Back to Kyle Wright. He's got that pitcher build that you want, 6'4", 200 pounds. Um, you know, he's, he's always, it's always sketchy with, uh, you know, guys like this Vanderbilt made a deep run into the college world series. So, you know, he's got innings he, and he still, the Braves still didn't shut him down. They pushed him through 17 innings after they got him in the organization. Um, he's still adjusting to the five day, uh, schedule, you know, in college you pitch once a week, not every five days. doesn't sound much, but it's a difference. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I wouldn't be surprised if the Braves would continue with pushing pitching prospects hard and 
and they push the seven million dollar man, and I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he if he starts the season uh, in Double A, because um, you know I, I think they keep pushing these guys hard like that, and he doesn't need to be pushed aggressively. He can kind of take his time in Double A and Triple A because there's all the, this kind of gap of arms in front of him can kind of get a chance to to you know thin thin out the herd a little bit and you can figure out who of this gaggle of arms Mike Fultonevich and all these guys is going to stick um because some of them are going to fail some of them are going to break um and you know he won't be the they're not relying on him to be a guy right away he's going to have several years to to get that going i mean in, in back to his Vanderbilt career i mean he was a dominant reliever as as a freshman because they, they did the rotation's always packed over there, but he still got found ways to pitch, and they used him in high leverage relief outings. Uh, and then he broke into the rotation as a sophomore. And it was a junior, senior year, um, or junior as I'm junior year. I'm sorry, but you know he ended the season with, in high A with six starts. Like I guess we wouldn't be surprised if they push him to double A. Um, so Kyle Wright is a, um, a nice guy to follow as well. And I next arm on my list um, isn't probably who you might think it would be. Not Ian Anderson, but I'm going with Joey Wentz. Um, now, the thing with Joey Wentz, Joey Wentz is the big, tall left-hander. Uh, um, 6'5", I believe. Let me look that up. I don't want to be wrong. But I believe he's 6'5". He's, he was a two-way prospect out of Kansas uh, when they when the Braves drafted him in the, in the competitive balance round. 6'5", 210. Yeah. 131 innings, 152 strikeouts. He did walk 46 guys, so that needs to get him tightened up a little bit. But, you know, low um, the low arm slot, um, kind of the lower arm slot than the other guys, kind of makes it doesn't seem like he might have a good enough breaking ball, but it seemed like they worked on the arm slot and uh, raised it up a little bit. So he should be able to get some sharp bite on the curveball and the secondaries. Because the reports were kind of mixed on those. The curveball and the changeup um, did improve in the second half of the season, I think. I think ultimately due to the arm slot, he needs the curveball to, you know, 6'5 frame. And he's from a cold-weather state of Kansas where you don't play baseball year-round. I'm betting on Wentz taking off a lot as, you know, as he gets more seasoning in pro ball. Strikeout numbers are ridiculous. Uh, I like him. And then I guess I, he, he's going to be lumped with Ian Anderson forever because Anderson was the first-round pick in that same draft. Uh, 101 strikeouts and 83 innings in low A. Uh, didn't allow a single homer. Only had 69 hits and 83 innings. Uh, sinking fastball up to 95. Uh, needs a little better from the changeup. The curveball's above average. Uh, walks a little bit too many, but what 19-year-old doesn't? Um, very rare. Stuff is ridiculous. Didn't get squared up. Gave up no home runs. And kept, like I said, uh, 69 hits in 83 innings. Uh, I, again, I, I don't see why they wouldn't move him aggressively. And with you know, just like everybody else, I like Ian Anderson though. Uh, I think. I say I like him, but I have him. And it's not that I have him rated lower than other lists. I just have other guys higher. Does that make sense? Like I'm not, I'm not down on Anderson by any stretch. But you know, the kid from New, he's from New York, so he's finally getting to play baseball full time again. Six three one seventy, so he's got some projection in the frame. Um, I think he can be a top of the rotation guy. Gets a significant ground ball tilt. Spent this season in in in. Uh, an A ball, which is nice for a 19-year-old, and, and did well. So I look for Ian Anderson to take that step forward. 
Uh, he's going to be the last probably of this group. I think Wentz probably gets there before him, assuming no injuries, of course, which somebody will go down. Unfortunately, it's just an unfortunate thing how, how that all works. But, uh, you know, the timetable for Anderson is probably a little bit longer th- than most, but I still love him a lot. Um, so, I mean, there's their pitchers. I think with uh, Gohara, Allard, Soroka, Wright, Wentz, and Anderson is how I have them ranked. I think the top four can go in any order, and I think the last two can go in any order, but I think that's pretty much the tiers. Okay. Uh, Austin Riley, I'm assuming, is next on your list. He is. Him and this next guy are also in a similar tier for me. Everyone uh, was hyping up Austin Riley in the fall league. Um, I was kind of I'm a little bit down on Riley in the sense of compared to everybody else. I just think he's got a bad body, uh, and I question the ability to hit same-sided pitching. Um, he's got the arm and the range for good enough range for third. If he, that's if he doesn't tighten up the body. Defense needs to improve a little bit. But you're looking at a uh, 252, 310, 409 line in high A, which doesn't jump out at you. But a uh, who got promoted to double A anyways, despite really not owning high A. Uh, in 315, 389, 511 in double A. 20 homers, uh, 43 walks. So, I mean, you're looking at a guy with combined slash line 275, 339, 446. No speed in the profile. 19 doubles, two triples, 20 homers. So I don't know if the power projection is really that elite because you're looking at a guy. Um, tough ballpark, though, in the Florida State League, and he, and he did hit you know, 23 extra base hits, and then he comes down to you know up to double A and hits another 18. So he ended up with a strong, with a strong season, but I just don't think the upside is all that high with, with Austin Riley. But he's in a good situation with the Braves not really having a third baseman of the future in their system. So he's the guy. There's nobody blocking him. That's a major, you know, Rio Ruiz isn't going to stop Austin Riley from playing third base every day. Uh, but the, I, I do question the walks. I don't know if it'll be enough. Uh, and he could be in some, for some growing pains in AAA uh, probably next season going against some advanced guys. He could be up late next year, though, too. If the Braves feel like they're in, a, in the hunt, they could call up Riley and get a little, a little jolt. Anybody can get hot for two weeks. So he could be a guy like that. The next guy I put uh, with Austin Riley in the same tier. He's an offensive player. He's the best defensive player in the Braves system, which means which means a lot because Acuna is a pretty damn good defender. But Christian Pache, um, he was a 19-year-old in, in, in full-season A-ball. You're sensing a theme here with the Braves mm-hmm. on how they do things. Um, looking at 281, 335, 340. 343 slug, 13 doubles, 8 triples, no homers in 119 games. So obviously there's the red flag, the power. But 32 stolen bases and 14 caught stealing as a 19-year-old in full season ball. Obviously the game-changing speed is a, is a real thing. Um, the defense and speed and athleticism is an elite combination. He's extremely raw on offense, though. Um, the, for lack of power, he's an aggressive hitter. He should move quickly because of the glove. Um, but if, if, if the Braves take their time with, with Pache, you'd be looking at a potential first division player. Um, so I don't know if it, you know, it's, it's a lot in the development here. A lot, a lot hinges on the bat, obviously from the fantasy standpoint, but the speed is there. He's a $1.4 million bonus out of, out of the Dominican Republic. So they were on him right away and knew what kind of player he was. Um, so I like Christian Pache. He's a name to file away. He's right on the, my rough draft. He's like right on the fringe of my top 100. 
Mm. He's probably going to get bumped off because he doesn't have the results to go with the tools yet. But he's a, he's a name to file away for next year. Um, from a different standpoint here, where are we at? Number nine? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Number ten. Yeah, number ten for me. AJ Minter. You familiar with that profile at all, AJ Minter? I am not. He was up last year, um, back end of the Braves bullpen. Uh, they traded Jim Johnson away, um, and they don't really trust the Rodas Vizcaino, or they wouldn't have gave Jim Johnson the job to begin with. Uh, but uh, Minter came up. He's, he's a guy out of Georgia, or Texas A&M. I'm sorry, competitive balance pick out of Texas A&M, a lefty, six foot two hundred five. Made a, a quick rise in the major, in last year. Started off the season in in uh, high A because he was recovering from arm injury. 2016 reached double A, rehabbed a little bit, reached reached triple A for most of the season. Came up to the majors, 15 innings, 26 strikeouts and two walks out of the back end of the bullpen. I'll repeat that, 15 innings, 26 strikeouts, and two walks. Uh, only one homer allowed. Obviously, I think a little bit of that fluky. A little bit of that is fluky, but A.J. Mincer, I think, is a candidate. Uh, he's, I think he should be in the Major League bullpen right away because he's a guy that's had – he's never – he's been a relief, a relief pitching prospect the entire time since he's been with the Braves. They haven't even messing with him as a starter. Um, so I think he's, he should be in the bullpen right away for the Braves. No reason not to put a guy like this up there. Uh, three ERA, he pitched to a .96 FIP last year in his brief sample, and I think he's the front runner for me for for saves in Atlanta this year. Um, so I put it; it's a weird weird prospect profile to have a guy that with potential save opportunities this year in the bullpen. But I like AJ Minter's stuff. 95 mile an hour from the left side, he throws two pitches: a fastball and a slider. Uh, 95 mile an hour fastball, almost 96, and the cutter's about 90 miles. Or cutter slider hybrid thing's about 90 miles an hour, and that's all he throws. I'm not putting a Billy Wagner cap on there, but it's kind of the arsenal. Kind of looks like that. It goes right at you. Left-handed bulldog. So, um, not much upside in the Minter. Well, sorry, not much um, else to add about Minter. I mean, the upside is there if he gets the saves. Uh, I don't think any of what he did last year is a fluke. It's just all health concerns. So, if you're in a deep league looking to speculate on saves, you need to grab A.J. Minter. Um and then who else? Bryce Wilson's another pitching prospect I like. Uh, 19 years old, fourth round pick in 2016. Again, aggressively promoted to low A. Uh, he's not in the same tier as the other guys. He, that fastball can scrape 95. It sits in the low 90s. Uh, secondary pitches gets mixed reports. Needs a better changeup. Um, but, you know, he's still a little bit considerable ways away. So Bryce Wilson's another name to follow. Uh, Max Freed pitched in the major leagues last year. I um, haven't quite given up on him yet. Um, another lefty that throws hard. Got kind of destroyed in the major leagues this year. Uh, even had a rough go of things in double A. Um, but he had blister problems with the, in the major leagues. It's weird. You know, the guy had he pitched in double A, 87 innings. In triple A, he pitched another, you know, another six shutout innings in triple A. Then he goes up to the big leagues and in 26 innings, and he only gets blister problems in the majors. But it's not the baseball. But, uh, <laughs> no, of course not. No, but all these clues, you know, we keep coming up. But, you know, 90, 90 to 96 on the fastball probably sits around 92, 91, 92. I like the curveball. It flashes like a plus pitch. Not always. You know, it's need more consistent. Change up as well. I like Freed. He's kind of been around a while. A little prospect fatigue. 
high school teammate of Lucas Giolito. Can you imagine them two guys in the same rotation? Because um, it was. Um, so, you know, he's got the pedigree and the skills. I'm betting on him big, and he's another mouth to feed in Atlanta. So they have a lot of arms that are pushing the high level. It's like Cardinals and outfield prospects. The Cardinals and outfield prospects. The Braves and starting pitching prospects. You know, they, they're all pushing the upper levels. And it's a good problem to have because, I mean, we list about eight guys. I mean, say two of them get hurt, you still have six. Mm-hmm. And they're all in the upper levels. So, you know, you're, it's re- entirely possible that all, a lot of these guys turn out. Um, next guy on the list is Alex Jackson. Um, you look at his year, he, it's, it's crazy um, how much more hype he, he's getting as a prospect when his core numbers weren't all that different than what he's done in his career, but he's just back to catching now. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got, you know, the bat has, stands out behind the plate. Contact rate, 71%, which is a slight uptick from years past in the, with the Mariners organization, 71% in both levels. Doesn't walk a ton, uh, but I think he's just an aggressive kind of guy. Um, he's a converted outfielder, like I said, but he's actually a catcher in high school, and he's back to that. Doesn't have the quickest bat. He's got a slight hitch. Um, I think he can hit 25 homers at peak. I just think, you know, with him catching, going to get a little beat up more than most. Uh, defensively, he needs some work, especially in the finer points like blocking and framing. Has a Howitzer arm because he, play, he played right field with the Mariners, obviously because of the arm. 6'2", 215, 22 years old, former first-round pick in 2014. Uh, he went to the Arizona Fall League, just like Austin Riley. Um, each level was kind of the same. He struck out a lot because he, he has trouble recognizing spin. Um, again, he's another guy that he can be below average defensively. And a a bat-first power-hitting fantasy catcher is still a nice thing to have. So I do think he can come up. I don't expect much in the term, in the way of batting average for Jackson in his future. But I think he's a nice, nice uh, sneaky guy to grab because I think you can get him for pretty much nothing right now, and he has the chance to be a very productive player. So, And I guess another guy on this list... Um, another catcher uh, we're going to talk about is a uh, Wilson Contreras' younger brother, William. Uh, say he's very similar in the skill set, 290, 379, 432 in rookie ball, 12.1% walk rate, 15% K rate, 22% line drive rate. So he hits the ball hard, walks a, a good amount, doesn't strike out that much. Um Contreras to me is a he's it's a it's a song it's a hell of a bet to make because he's so far away. Uh, he should be a plus defender. Has that arm strength that his brother has. Has the athleticism. Good strikes on judgment. Enough bat speed. I'm just going through my notes here. They're all bullet points. Um, I think he's a he's a prospect that if you don't get in on now, he could explode this year, just based off all the skills, and he could explode this year, and, you're, and you will never get him. Um, so he's another another guy to follow. Tuki Toussaint, I'll never give up Tuki. Um, that curveball, when, when, as soon as you get out on him, the curveball sucks you back in. Uh, 98 miles an hour fastball, 167 strikeouts in 145 innings, but he also walked 64, 4.5 ERA. Uh, only limits 131 hits. I've seen him pitch live before. He kind of reminds me of Edison Volquez, the delivery, how athletic, how athletic and loose it is. Um, it's 
he he can blow anybody away on this list as far as start as far as stuff goes. But the command is going to hold him back. I think the one plus pitch. I think he's a nice candidate for a long term bullpen role. Um, I just acquired him in a dynasty league, actually as a throw in in a trade. I got him and Marcelo Suna. I did too. In a, in a trade and uh, Toussaint's a nice arm because he's lost in the shuffle a little bit of stacked ass arms in the system here, and. He's got the perfect bullpen profile, and there's a lot of value nowadays in a high and a guy that can be a closer for a decade. So, and I think Tucson could could easily be that guy. But I mean, that's my top fifteen. Few more guys I want to touch on because this system is loaded. I I keep going back and forth, but I think for my money, I think it's still the best system in the game. Uh, this time next year, it'll be the Padres because all those young guys will be up closer to the majors. You know what I mean? And and we'll start answering some of the questions about them. But for right now, I mean, this is a top system. Kyle Kyle Mueller is a, a guy that I like a lot. Another big, tall, six six foot six lefty, ninety to ninety four. Uh, both breaking ball and changeup are you know potential to be plus pitch over a strikeout per inning in the Appy League. Um, mid rotation ceiling right now with a very very good chance to be even more than that. So Kyle Mueller is a guy to stash away as well. Um, Patrick Weigel's coming back from Tommy John surgery, mid 90 up to, gets fastball low to mid 90s with plus breaking stuff. He's kind of the reverse of any prospect we've talked about on this list. He's a little bit older at 23, going to miss most of the season. Um, but he's actually got plus breaking stuff and kind of a poor fastball. Well, I say poor fastball, but his low 90s from the right side, so nothing spectacular. Um, but he's a guy who can get lost in the shuffle coming back from injuries. Only 101 hits allowed in 150 innings in 2016. Uh, strikeout per inning in, in uh, 16 and 17. I uh, got hurt in AAA, so he's a guy don't don't forget about. Freddie Tarnock, 18 years old, third-round pick in 2017. Again, 6'3", 185. The Braves just load up on these projectable guys. Uh, 6'3", 185. You think he could probably add 20 pounds, if not more, and in, in good weight. Curveball flashes, average pitch, good changeup. Um, uh, so Freddie Tarnock's another name to follow. Drew Waters is a hitter. We have a hitter to talk about. Drew Waters is another hitter. Uh, he was kind of involved. I don't know why they got to keep him, to be honest. Um, probably because they didn't follow through, but he was one of John Capoella's, um transgressions, I guess, were, were made toward Drew Waters. They got him to sign below slot with the promise that they buy him a car, um, which you can't do, but the Braves didn't give a fuck. And they offered offered Drew Waters a car, ultimately didn't give it to him, and got him for below slot. So who's the real winners on that deal? Right? Yeah. <laughs> you 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 would think that he'd be a guy they would have to throw back, right? I um, I don't understand why they didn't. But in order, instead of not having to keep him, I I guess the reason why they didn't is probably because what do you do with him? Because he was a second round pick. Do you make him just a free agent again, like everyone else? I would think you have to, but. But then again, they did lose a third-round pick in this upcoming draft because of this. So, I don't know. It's I still think they shouldn't have been able to keep Waters, but that's just me. Switch hitter, 6'2", 185. Uh, he's kind of in the similar – we haven't talked about Bubba Thompson or Austin Beck or anybody like that yet, but he's in the mold of those guys, but he was drafted a whole round later. Uh, 278, 362, 429, six stolen bases, four home runs, 14 doubles. In 50 games and two levels of rookie ball. So he's a nice 
Got to follow. A little bit of swing and miss in the game. 70 strikeouts and 198 at-bats. A little bit more than a little bit. Just significant swing and miss. But he's got above-average power and above-average speed potential with a good center field defense. Uh, he's a breakout candidate for sure. Uh, Drew Waters is the name to follow. Um, let's see. Travis Demerit is still around. Second baseman with big power, big strikeouts. Darian Cruz is a slick fielding shortstop. I'm going to go through, go through these last couple guys quick. Uh Slick, slick fielding shortstop who, who has a little bit of hit and speed in the in the package. Brett Cumberland, high OBP catcher uh, with decent skills. I'm pulling up the numbers now. I want to say he had a handful of stolen bases too. Uh, he's got a porn stash if you're into that kind of thing. So switch hitting catcher. Uh, no, he did not have the steals. I'm thinking of somebody else. Sorry, 266, 409, 445. So really heavy on base guy. 27 doubles, two triples, 11 homers, and 111 games. So he's got some thump in the bat that he's a – Needs to uh, uncork it a little bit. So another catcher, catcher's kind of first baseman, Drew Lugbauer, out of a 11th round pick out of the University of Michigan. Uh, 15 doubles, one triple, 13 homers, 261, 352, 514. He can walk. It's a hell of a hell of a draft, 11th round pick this year. Um, Atlanta just has so much talent. Drew Harrington's a nice left-handed arm. Akil Morris is a dominant relief arm. Tucker Davidson is a nice arm that I like. He's a sleeper prospect to follow for sure because he doesn't get talked about. Um, but let's see if I can find Mr. Davidson. Yeah, in June he made the switch um, from the bullpen to the rotation. Above average fastball velocity, catching 95 from the left side. 103 innings, 101 strikeouts, 2.6 ERA. Um, he looks like a... You know, the delivery is a bit rough. It's a lot of herky-jerky motion. It's not smooth. You kind of think he's a relief profile going forward. Um, he probably is, but he's going to be a high-leverage guy because they need more of those guys in this organization. It's Gene Carlos Encarnacion is a third baseman at 19 years old. Rookie ball, 321, 346, 464, three homers, seven steals. Uh, big dude, massive raw power, a little bit more athletic than you think. Smart, high a uh, high baseball IQ guy with the steals. Um, I think he can he can hit 20 home runs and steal you know 10 bases at the next level. I say next level at the big leagues. I mean he's only an A ball, so it's quite the stretch. But he's a, this this system is stacked. It's on par with the Padres for me, uh, you know, as far as depth. But I like the top end talent a little bit better because it's all gonna hit sooner. Um, Israel Wilson is a nice outfield stash. Whisker. No, Oscar Yanoa is a nice right-handed arm that can throw the shit out of the baseball. Uh, that could go on forever in this system. Anthony Seymour is a speed demon that you should own if he comes up because he's going to steal. He has the, the, the wheels to steal 50-plus bases. I just don't know if he's going to get on base enough. But, I mean, this system's loaded, and I think that's a pretty decent job of summing up the Braves. All right. That's going to wrap us up for this episode. You can reach Matt on Twitter at MDDOMFWFB, me on Twitter at Justin Mason, FWFB. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow with some more, uh, more prospect, uh, goodness. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. I know it's a little bit longer than our usual ones, but I think tomorrow's will be a little bit shorter. So <laughs> for Matt and myself, thank you for listening. Have a fantastic baseball season. Falling in love is never by the book Getting close but
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.